I think it was Confucius who said, without knowing the power of words, it is impossible to know more. So we thought on this episode of Loose Ends, Val and I would take a look at some of the language, some of the actual words that get in the way. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, that's a great auspicious beginning, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, I'm not re-recording this. If you had any clue how many times we have recorded, we are not starting over. Yeah, no. It's Thanksgiving, no. baby, and we are finishing this episode. So welcome to the inaugural episode of Loose Ends. Whoop, 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 whoop. And we're sober. How about that? We haven't had any. We, our, our payoff for doing this episode today will be we get to eat dinner. Yeah, yeah. Back to language. One of the most popular talks I used to do was on how to change your life by changing your language. And it sounds uh, almost a little bit like hyperbole that it could be so simple. And it can affect great change by simple, small shifts in the way you speak to other people and to yourself. So I want to start with the big bad boy, the worst of them all, the word but. And unless you mean the kind with two T's, we're talking about that wonderful interjection when you're really not listening to someone and you finally, they take a breath and you get to say, yes, but don't you think that? And what does the listener hear? They hear that you weren't listening to them. So... But is one of those words that gets in the way of creating what you say you want. Absolutely. I, you and your absolutely. I like the word absolutely because it's absolute. It is absolutely. No, I, I, I'm often reminded of. Do you remember in the early 2000s? Uh, in the aughts. In the aughts. <laughs> the aughts. Oh shit! The aughts. <laughs> yes, in the aughts. Um, <laughs> What the bleep do we know? Yeah. And it, Masaru movie. Emoto. Yes. And he did the hidden messages of water. And there's Marley Matlin. And she starts writing with eyeliner on her arm, you know, love and peace. And and I did that for a couple of years after I saw that movie. Did you really? I, under my clothes, I would. <laughs> I would write these words because I think my language and my inner language was so destructive. It's very severe. Yeah, it was yeah. severely yeah. destructive for me and other people. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who got in your way. Right? You know, so um, <laughs> that was that was really important to me and, and to how to change my... But you know what? I came like honest to God. Like in my 20s, my famous expression was, if I didn't have bad luck, I'd have no luck. Well, now that'll help, won't it? Right? Like so, exactly. So bad. back to the bad boy butt. Yeah. So uh, if you want to see some uh, differences in your life right away, I've got a tip for you. We're going to give you three words today anyway to, to be careful of. Uh, watch words, I call them. They, they do not help you produce whatever it is you're trying to produce, you know. And, and when I'm talking about results in your life, primarily what I'm referring to is how you feel. How you feel about yourself, how you feel about other people, how you feeling in the moment when you, you know, just fell flat on your face. Are you able to get up? Things like that. So, but is one of those words that is a meta message that consciously the listener, like when somebody uses but with you, you don't necessarily register it as, oh, he just said but, and that negates what he previously said. But on a meta message level, which means under the surface, 
what your unconscious is processing at a speed, I believe, I don't have the figures right here, but uh, 40,000 times faster than your conscious mind is able to calculate. Your unconscious has already figured it out and slapped a meaning on it and sent you a feeling. Boom, 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 like that. So, but if you just substitute the word and, it will change the way people respond to you. Now, this will take time because it's a habit. It's an unconscious habit. You say but all the time and you don't even know you say it. Therefore, you want some help? If you have kids, <laughs> get them in the bread line. Honey, every time mommy says the word but, I'll put a quarter in the butt jar. Start a butt jar. I'm telling you, it Ooh, won't take long. Jar. A butt jar. That's a great idea. And it won't take long. You can say, we'll save it up. You can buy a pizza and they uh. will catch you every time you say butt. I have done this for years with clients and I'm telling you, you want to change a habit? Get some help. Get someone else helping you. That's great, having that support. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, which is funny because as I look at my own life, I mean, I did have a lot of support, but most of the stuff about, you know, that inner chatter or the butts, the the, the constant butts in my own mind, but they have more, but this, but that, you know, whatever it was, I had to change that whole inner di dialogue. And I... I found Louise Hay to be really good because she was the self-affirmation of, mm -hmm. you know, a loving and approving of yourself. Because you can say, oh, I make this and I'm constantly increasing my income all the fuck you want. But unless <laughs> you learn to like yourself, you you have no room. Hate is a very closed-in box. Yeah. Okay? You know, yeah. love is a very open space. So in order to transfer over from that, there's some work you have to do in your head to get out that inner yeah. chatter. Yeah, and the changing of the language internally is the first step to change the language externally. Exactly. And you become far more effective in your communication and far less uh, self-flagellant. And, and you have to continue to do it to be better. And the reason I say that, and like, I'll give you an explanation. I started mirror work. You know, where, you know, I stood in front of the mirror and it was hard at first to look at myself and go, I love you. I love you unconditionally <laughs> and I love you. Right. And but then you have to up your game. Right. When you fuck up, you can't sit in the corner and just like beat yourself up. You have to go back to that mirror and go, oh, you fucked up. And I love you anyway. <laughs> and that's hard. It right? is hard. It is hard. But, uh, you know, I remember when I failed my license the first time because I lived in Toronto and I didn't get my license till I was like 38, right? Oh so my God. I failed it the first time. And the first thing I did was ran straight to the mirror when I got <laughs> home and went, oh, fuck, you fucked up. But you are going to do it again. And I love you. So anyway, apparently mirror work and a butt jar will go a long way. Good ideas, both to, of them. To helping you begin to shift the automatic pilot of your language, of your actual vernacular that will help you. The next one that I'd propose that you take a look at, how often you use it, and again, it's an unconscious habit, is have to. This urgency language that we use to kind of, you know, whip ourselves into performance. It's akin to taking out the whip and, and uh, wailing on the haunches of the racehorse as he comes around the, the home stretch. He's already going as fast as he can, but, you know, he's being bloodied and bruised by the whip of have to. You have to go faster. And so we do this to ourselves all the time. And it's a, again, a simple switch. If you want to see results in your children, for example, or with your coworkers, or even if you're you know, spouses and family members, use the words want to instead of have to. 
Oh, it's now, such ownership, right? And and it feels like you're lying. That's one of the things here that, uh, you know, clients are like, yeah, but it isn't the truth. Well, and we're going to encourage it to become the truth. Like, how many people say out loud, oh, I want to do my taxes? No, of course not. Yeah. You have to, you know, it's, it, a, it's right. this thing. Well, and it's still a choice. And so the choice is, do you greet it with open arms, so to speak? No, not many people do. They greet it as a chore. So it becomes a have to, and have to in itself becomes a heavy burden that becomes harder, right? Mm -hmm. So if you start saying things like, I want to, yeah, it's a total ownership. And even if you don't really want to at that moment, if you say it enough, you'll begin to want to instead of I have to get up and do my exercises this morning or I have to fill in the blank, whatever it is that you're not looking forward to. By virtue of using the words have to, you have just met a message again, gone back and told your unconscious, hey, guys, guess what? This is one of those things I don't want to do. So your unconscious now goes to work to help you avoid it for the rest of the day. How many times have you woken up and said to yourself, oh, I have to fill in the blank, something that day. Like, I have to call my cousin, it's her birthday today. And then you go through the whole day, you get home, you get in bed, your head hits the pillow, and the first thing you think is, oh my God, I forgot to call. I forgot to call my cousin. One thing I said I had to do. Well, hasn't your subconscious, unconscious, whatever you want to call it, your partner down there is going, don't worry about it. I'll handle it, little missy. Uh, we'll make sure you avoid doing this thing that you don't want to do because you told me you didn't want to do it because you said have to. Now, if you had simply said, oh, I want to remember to call so-and-so, then use that language. I want to remember. I want to go walking. I want to go to the gym. I want to. There's accountability in that, right? After all, life is about choices. And I don't care really who believes me on this, but we are the exact sum total of our choices. It's just the way I see the world, right? I, I truly believe that you have to change how you think in order to change how your life looks. So the last word that I will uh, pass along to you in this particular podcast episode is if we up the ante on the have-tos, then we add a moral implication by choosing the word should. And I should do this, and I should have done that, and I'm a bad person. Can't you hear? You're, you're, you're whipping yourself again. Uh, you know, you bad girl, bad girl, look what you did. You didn't do this, and you should have. And next time, you better. Uh, so the more effective substitution in this case would be could. Could, on a meta-message level, again, that's what we're doing here is leaving the door open for the possibility that you still can do or say or the you thing. Or not. <laughs> yeah, right? that, that, you ha that you're beating yourself up over that you should have, yeah. right? It, it just keeps the door open that you still can if you choose, mm -hmm. is again, back to choice. It's all about choice. Yeah. And that's what, it, it, I mean, changing your language that way means that you, I mean, in essence, have to change your, your, the way you see your accountability. It's not the world's fault. It's not necessarily your fault. It's just, you know, it is your fault. Well, and should, <laughs> should implies that, that fault and blame aspect that is necessary to unhook 
from right. the notion of accountability, you must unhook the way you and I use it anyway. Yeah. And this sounds like a whole nother episode, right? Yeah, oh, accountability. Yeah, totally. We'll go there some other time. But um, back to the language thing, because the more you change your language, the landscape of your life begins to alter. Uh, back to the original quote that, that Confucius said many, many, many years ago, without knowing the force of words, of language, of how we communicate and connect with each other, then really it, it gets more and more difficult to um, feel connected to people if you don't even know the, the proper language that will allow you to, to do that. It's like building bridges across a river. Right. You can swim. OK, but you get all wet and it takes a little bit longer and you can get a boat and that's fine. But you know what? You can build a bridge and come and go as long as you want. And that's what some of this language does, allows you to kind of go across the river all the time without getting wet and without getting sore and tired. I think True that's that. all I have to say about that. <laughs> okay, Forrest. <laughs> uh, I think that um, we'll definitely do a show on accountability because uh, that is something that is goes hand in hand with all of this. If you want to change your language and change your life, I think it's it's kind of necessary to be accountable for what your language is. And, you know, you're the only one that can change it. Well, my area of focus for the past 30, 40 years has been in the area of communication primarily because of the very poor communication that often exists in corporate organizations and family systems. So if you change but to and, have to to want to, and should to could, I suspect that you will see and feel the differences within two weeks if you're uh, vigilant about it. And it won't show up in dramatic ways. It will show up in little ways. Like somebody will say to you, somebody who knows you will say, you know, you just seem lighter these days. Or you're in a better mood. Because you're simply changing one or two words as you speak to people. You know, instead of most people would just say, oh, I need you to do X, Y, Z. You change it to, listen, when you leave, you'll want to call so-and-so and let them know we'll be late on the order. Instead of saying, oh, you need to let them know we'll be late on the order. Oh, you'll want to let them know. Oh, you've set it up with your employee in this case to not feel uh, ordered, ordered about. Okay, it's subtle. It's subtle. And I'm telling you, if you've got kids, God damn, I wish I'd had this information when I had when my kids were young. I wish I had known and I didn't. So my gift to you guys, we wanted to introduce a little thing we want to do every week. So along with words. So it's story. like a little dictionary. Okay. Like this yeah. crazy little dictionary with all these crazy little words. Well, they're not little. They're well, very big, big words, words actually. Big words. Yeah. Uh, I was raised in a home where words were highly valued. My mother was a teacher, school teacher, and my father uh, was a priest, but, you know, he he uh, wrote and, and spoke a lot, and words were highly valued. And we had one, and this was, of course, before cell phones and smartphones and anything like that, and we had one big, huge standing dictionary that was like this prized thing that my father kept in his study. And we lived in a big old house in Baltimore, and I was up on the third floor, which was quite a ways away in this big old house. And I uh, come across a word you know, reading something for school, and I'd 
shout down the stairs or, you know, over dinner. Um, we would be having family conversations every every meal, every uh, dinner we always ate together. And my parents would use a word and we do, I would say, well, what's that mean? He'd go, go look it up, go look it up. And I'd have to traipse up and down those stairs or in and out of the dining room and look up the word. But guess what? I learned the word. So one of the little fun things <laughs> that, we, that we think is amusing, and we thought we'd share it with our listeners, is uh, uh, something we're calling the word of the week. And it's the word that I choose that applies to something or other or that Valerie has never heard before. Ever. And she does this a lot. And then I usually explain it. So the word of the week is agog. Have you ever heard it? I'm really hoping these are some that you, you don't no. know. Do you know a god? No. A god? <laughs> Am I supposed to know him? Is he a person? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no. A god who lives in the bog? No, don't know him. I mean, come on. We hope. Well, it means full of excitement and uh, like oh. delight. And we hope that oh. you, our new listeners, are all agog this week. <laughs> with our meanderings. And not in the bog. And not in the bog, lest, yes. lest you get all dirty and muddy. No, no. <laughs> so we hope you'll join us each Tuesday as we share some of our um, questionable wisdom with you. And uh, you can find us on social media. Follow us on Instagram at loose.endspodcast or on our website, podcast.com loose-ends.ca. And I hope that's the last time I have to say that. <laughs> and you can find us on um, most major platforms, you know, Apple and Spotify and the like. And tell your friends. And come back and listen to us again because we hope you learned a little and laughed a lot. And uh, <laughs> I can't remember the last fucking line. <laughs> Can we fucking write it out? <laughs> this is the value of an unscripted episode, folks. Yeah, well, learned, we hope laughed. you learned a little bit with us and laughed along with us and leave each episode feeling a little, a little lighter. lighter. There you there go. We go. There <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Take care. Bye. I'm feeling myself.